After months of trying to make a deal, the leaders of the Texas House and Senate announced proposed legislation for property tax relief. Just how much relief it could really provide. One of the hottest days of the year today in Austin, how long the heat advisory is now in effect in first warning weather. And President Biden is in Europe visiting multiple countries. What he's hoping to accomplish while there. But first, we do have some breaking news. Buda police and fire departments are on the scene of a gas line repair on West Goforth Road. The road is closed between Verver and Reyna Lanes. That's just west of I-35, and you are being asked to avoid this area. Now, there are no evacuation orders at the moment and no timeline for repairs. So stay with us on air and online for updates as we get them. To our top story now, state leaders reached a major deal for property tax relief this morning, and it comes after months of disagreements on how to do it. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Marin. I'm Avery Travis. Lawmakers have been at odds on how much relief to give to homeowners versus business owners. The $18 billion plan released today strikes a compromise. We, of course, want to bring in Jayla Washington now. Jayla, the governor called a couple special sessions forcing the House and Senate to try to figure this out, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And all of our lawmakers actually agreed they wanted to do something about high property taxes. They even set aside money to make this happen. They just couldn't agree on a plan. That is until today. Now the question is, just how much relief will this really provide? Ow, come on. Jose Mata takes pride in maintaining his yard. For so long. He's lived in his Clarksville home about 30 years. I wish the value of the house would go down uh, because I don't want to leave, but I might have to. That's because of high property taxes. Mata says he's paying over $14,000 a year now. But with a new little drizzle of hope, He's happy the state is trying to do something to help him and others. Yeah, that's uh, definitely helpful. In a joint statement Monday, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and Speaker of the House Dave Phelan outlined this proposed legislation. More than $12 billion to lower the school property tax rate, a $100,000 homestead exemption for all homeowners. That's compared to the current $40,000 exemption. Other properties like residential and commercial that are worth $5 million or less will get a break on appraised values under a three-year pilot and savings on the franchise tax for small businesses. And the Lieutenant Governor's package was really targeted to benefit homeowners as, as much as reasonably possible. Um, and the House package was trying to benefit all businesses and homeowners proportionately. So that's really where the rub was. And what they come out with is a compromise. And that is bad. Monta says his property taxes are already so high, he doesn't know if the new deal will make a huge difference for him. It's just uh, makes it harder to think about retirement. But he will take what he can get. Okay, so this isn't a done deal yet. Both the full House and Senate have to vote on the legislation. The governor has said, though, he would sign it if the deal does reach his desk. Final approval will come down to voters, though. The plan needs a, to pass a constitutional amendment election before the cuts can happen, and that election would likely be in November. All right, thank you very much, Jayla. And going in depth on this, since 1876, the legislature has proposed 700 constitutional amendments. Of them, voters approved 517, 180 have been defeated, and three amendments never made it to the ballot. So when I think that Joaquin was shot four times, he suffered. He died slowly, and that was not enough 
for the whole nation to learn the lesson? Shame on us. That's Manuel Oliver, the father of Joaquin Guac Oliver, a student killed in the 2018 Marjorie Stone Stoneman Douglas High School mass shooting. The Olivers, gun safety advocates, and many others spoke at the Texas Capitol today. It's a part of the Parkland High School bus tour, which is an effort to raise awareness of gun violence across the nation. Today, the Texas Coalition to End Gun Violence also presented a series of legislative recommendations they say could prevent future mass shootings. Gun reform is something Texas Democratic Senator Roland Gutierrez continuously pushes for. And today he announced his run for U.S. Senate in 2024 in hopes of going head to head with Republican Ted Cruz. Coming up on KXAN News at 6, we're sitting down one on one with Gutierrez about his decision to join the race. Disgraced sports doctor Larry Nasser is being treated today after another inmate in his Florida federal prison stabbed him several times. Now, the prisoner stabbed him twice in the neck, twice in the back, and six times in the chest. This happened yesterday, according to a federal corrections officer union leader. The ex-doctor received decades in prison after pleading guilty to sexually assaulting hundreds of gymnasts while working for Michigan State University and USA Gymnastics. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, unusual and pretty brutal July heat, even by Texas standards here in the middle of summer. Sunshine out here at the Palms Car Wash in northwest Austin. Look at the temperatures. We have risen another degree so far to our high temperature of 105 today in Austin. Hottest we've been all year, by the way, is 105 and 106 a couple of times. Elsewhere, it is really blazing hot. 106 right now in Lano, factoring the humidity. And we have heat index values up to 110 or 111 southeast of Austin doesn't feel much cooler than that in town. This is why a heat advisory has been extended not only through tonight, but through 9 p.m. Wednesday for daily heat index values as hot as 112 at times. Coming up, I'll show you temperatures, believe it or not, that may rise further this week, record warm mornings, and how we look by the coming weekend. Today, President Biden begins his three-nation tour in England, meeting with King Charles and tackling the climate crisis. But the focus of this trip isn't just about climate. It's also about the NATO summit and a welcome for Finland. But as NBC's Bree Jackson reports, countering Russian aggression is one of the top items on the agenda as the war in Ukraine nears 18 months. President Biden kicking off his three-nation trip with a stop in London. The president meeting with King Charles for the first time since his coronation, taking tea at Windsor Castle and talking climate change. It was uh, taking place because a whole group of investors and philanthropists and others who are deeply concerned about how to get more financing into the climate crisis. Clean energy efforts and Russian aggression were also on the agenda for the president's meeting with the British prime minister. At the center of this overseas trip, the NATO summit in Lithuania Tuesday. President Biden is expected to face criticism about his decision to provide Ukraine with cluster munitions, a controversial weapon banned by more than two-thirds of NATO members due to its history of civilian casualties. The United States is talking out both sides of its mouth, and there's a reason most countries on Earth uh, ban these weapons. They're, they're really deadly, and, uh, and they're dangerous to civilians. We've seen this Ukrainian counteroffensive you know, stalled a bit, and I think the Biden administration wants to do everything they can to help the Ukrainians make some advances on the battlefield. NATO allies will stress their ongoing support for Ukraine, despite divisions over its efforts to join the alliance. 
I don't think it's ready for membership in NATO. The president rounds out this foreign policy trip in Finland, welcoming the newest NATO member. In Washington, Bree Jackson, NBC News. Well, are you ready to be one of the 22 million people living in Austin? A new report suggests that's how many people might live here one day. We're going to look at exactly when that could happen. Plus, why you may be seeing more coyotes around your home. And what's going into Ladybird Lake today that could help stop toxic algae from growing. Welcome back, everybody. Central Texas is one of the fastest growing regions in the country, but a new report suggests explosive growth is really only just beginning. Recently, the city climbed into the top 10 largest cities in the U.S. with a population estimate last year of about 975,000 people. A new report by moving company Move Buddha predicts that by the end of the century, the Austin Metro will jump to the third largest in the country. That's behind only Dallas-Fort Worth and Houston. That means all three would surpass the current largest metro areas, such as New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago. The report suggests the Austin Metro's population could skyrocket from 2.2 million in 2020 to more than 22 million by the year 2100. Projections from the city suggest the metro's population will hit 4.3 million in 2060. Now that's well below the 7.2 million forecast by Move Buddha's report. The city currently does not project populations though beyond 2060, so we'll have to wait and see. Well, some central Texans have reported seeing more coyotes recently, leading to concerns about potential attacks on people and pets. Now the sightings may be due to something called denning. Denning is known as a protective territorial messaging behavior. According to naturalist Janet Kessler, known as the Coyote Lady, coyotes defend a territory with several dens, moving their pups from location to location as they see fit. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Department says more coyote sightings may also be due to human expansion into habitats. The department does add that coyote attacks on people are extremely rare. But if you do encounter a coyote, we have some tips on what you should do under this story over at KXAN.com. Well, we started off the day with a record-tying warm morning low, hardly below 80 degrees so far, and I don't think we'll cool off past that by midnight. Thank goodness didn't hit the record high of 110, which was just set last year, but it was one of the hottest days of the year so far, with highs so far at 105. Our very dry first third of July continues. No measurable rain today, and only a few drops in the bucket all month. Your first warning forecast is next. You may have noticed the water in Ladybird Lake around Redbud Isle and Festival Beach looked a little white today. The city of Austin and its partners treated the water with a special clay. Yeah, the hope is to try to get rid of some of the toxic blue-green algae that you may remember killed some dogs back in 2019. KXAN's Dylan McKim got to ride along with the crew responsible for treating the water. Loaded with 15,000 pounds of a modified clay substance, the city of Austin's partners, Eurotrofix and Aquatic Features, cruise the coastline of Redbud Isle, leaving an odd-looking trail behind in their wake. This substance, lanthanum-modified bentonite, is helping stop the spread of toxic algae in the lake. The crew is spraying it close to shore, getting around tight corners so it can sink to the bottom and bind with phosphorus, a key nutrient that helps blue-green algae grow. The benthic bacteria, which grow in the area, um, can access this phosphorus and use it as a, fuel, a food source, so we are taking that away. 
starving the unwanted and potentially dangerous algae. This is the second round of treatment this summer, and experts are already seeing positive effects. A drop in that slimy, toxic algae. A lot of the good guys, the good green algae and the care have really taken over, especially around Redbud Isle. So we've seen that a really beneficial shift in the community. The waters around the coast do not show any signs of the algae, but that can always change. The city of Austin is constantly monitoring the waters and are waiting to see how the treatments are impacting the toxic algae's food source. As the summer goes on, we get rainstorms, we get inputs of fresh uh, sediments and organic matter. Um, how effective are the treatments? The treatments have made some comfortable to let their dogs back in the water, but the city reminds people to be vigilant. Before letting yourself or your furry friend jump in, check the water. Dylan McKim, KXAN News. Dylan, thank you. The city also reminds people to rinse off and towel off your body and your pets after visiting Ladybird Lake. A third and final treatment is scheduled for sometime in August. After that, the city will run some tests to see how effective it was. And going in depth on this, besides the algae, you may also see some fanwort growing on the lake. The plant thrives in the warm water, but it can cause kayakers to get stuck. Right now on KXAN.com, you can also learn how it's beneficial for the water. I feel like we've all learned to watch the water here in yes. Ladyburg, and this is the time of year we all want to be out there, right. so it's, it's hard when you're looking at the shoreline instead of, you know, out on your kayak. A hundred percent, and Dr. Bellinger with the city, who we just heard from, said that with climate change, warmer air, warmer water, mm -hmm. it's leading to more growth of these toxic mm -hmm. algaes around here. So a day like today, for instance, not good news. Let me show you how hot it is out there. Sunshine in Liberty Hill, it's 103. Yeah, if you've lived here for a while, you know it's hot in Texas summer. That's nothing new, but it's not supposed to be this hot yet. It's actually not supposed to be this hot for this long, even during the peak of our summer heat in late July or early August. Sunshine, pretty view at least from our Whittlesea camera, but look at the temperatures. This is right now 106 in Llano, 105 in San Saba. We've had several thermometers close to Llano and in San Saba itself peak at 107 degrees today. The air temperatures, this is not a heat index. This is the actual mercury on the thermometer in Austin, 105 and 105 in Lakeway, 104 degrees right now in Round Rock, 103 in Driftwood, and more triple digits all throughout our eastern counties. Couple lucky spots out in eastern Fayette County in the upper 90s, but you factor in the humidity and you bet it feels really hot out there too. We do have a couple clouds coming in from the north. We actually start to see a little rain on the radar uh, well north of even Waco. We can't totally rule out a little stray shower or thunderstorm, not only over the next several hours today, but again, during the heat of the afternoon and evening tomorrow. This is happening as we're still sitting on the eastern side of this big ridge of heat and sunshine. On the east side of this high pressure, believe it or not, it could be hotter if this were right overhead. And we also do have that northerly flow aloft, which is trying to bring rain into our area. Overall, though, it's failing in doing so. Rain chances are less than 10%, so they're not in the forecast. It's 105 in Austin, 108 in Phoenix. They have had a week and a half straight of 110 degree plus afternoons. They're on track to possibly break their all-time record of that uh, metric. It's 90-something in Miami right now. They had a rare heat index of 110, almost a record for that area as well. Back here at home, we're just continuing to bake in, believe it or not, one of the hottest Julys we've ever measured. Last July, 2022, was the hottest. We had almost a full month's worth of triple-digit heat days. So far, we have now moved up into fourth place 
from sixth place just yesterday for one of the hottest Julys to this point. Today was our fourth 100 degree day this month. We will not have 29 because we've already had a few days under 100, but we've had 19 triple digit days this year, and I think we have a lot more to come. This is why this is so important. Our summer fan drive is ramping up toward our big in-person event this Friday. Scan the QR code with your phone, or you can go to kxan.com slash simple health. There we have information on our July 14th drop-offs, including right here in the KXAN parking lot downtown close to UT. You can also, if you choose, just make a monetary donation right now. That is most easily done right there on our website from the QR code, and you really are saving lives. So we appreciate your help with our fan drive. Otherwise, we're watching an occasionally hazy sky coming in from these waves of Saharan dust all the way from Africa. You'll see this in varying concentrations through the week, maybe a little more concentrated by Thursday and Friday. But like last week, the TCEQ, who for, uh, forecasts and monitors our air quality, not expecting any unhealthy air quality, just a slight downgrade into the moderate uh, category. Tonight, we could do it again. A record-tying warm overnight temperature set just last year, 80 degrees with increasing clouds. Tomorrow, it's hot out there, but not quite a daily record, 104 with a heat advisory in effect and a very small less than 10% chance of rain. Unfortunately, that 5% chance of rain goes down to zero later in the week. Every single one of these morning lows through Saturday, record-tying or record-setting for how warm the night times are. By Sunday into Monday, we're tying record afternoon highs with very stagnant and very hot conditions. And unfortunately, we just don't see much relief even through July 24th in our 14-day outlook. Uh, David, thank you very much. Well, did you see mysterious lights flying through the sky early this morning? Well, some of you did and asked us to help figure out where they came from. And it turns out they are satellites from Elon Musk. In 2015, the billionaire and SpaceX founder began the Starlink project. According to the website Starwalk, the company has launched over 700 of these satellites with plans for 12,000 more satellites to launch. Now, these satellites provide high-speed internet to parts of the planet by forming a kind of net around the globe. And each of the small satellites is reflective, and that's why you can see them with the naked eye. You can find Starlink satellites pretty easily by going on findstarlink.com or using the Starwalk app. Now, we looked into this again because of tips sent to us via Report It. If you have a story idea or something you want us to look into, just scan the QR code right there on your screen. It'll take you to the place to send us that tip. There's only a few more hours until you sitting at home right now, but not for long you could be a lottery winner. You know what you have to do. We've got more details coming up on how you would win in tonight's drawing. There's only a few more chances to win some big bucks. The next Powerball drawing is tonight at 9.59 Central Time, and the Mega Millions drawing is tomorrow at the same time. So how much could you win? Well, if you're a Powerball winner, you could take home $675 million, or around $341 million for the cash option. The Mega Millions winner could get $480 million with a cash option of just over $240 million. And if you win both, well, that's over a billion dollars. All you need is for a ticket is two bucks, and of course, those ideas on how to spend your winnings. Gear up for this next story. It is personal for some of us. Remember the trends of cargo pants, halter tops, and uh, those butterfly clips we all used to love? Maybe your kids loved them. Well, it's all coming back again. It's circling back around. Uh, the trend watchers say it is thanks to Gen Z. Retailers like Macy's and Walmart say they are monitoring all of these trends, mostly fueled by TikTok. The most popular among them, Y2K. You know, it means the year 2000. 
Circana, a website that tracks retail purchases, says they've seen sales of women's cargo pants up 81% from January to May. The company is also seeing a big jump in sales of flared pants, corset tops, metallic colored clothing, and my personal favorite, velour tracksuits. We love that. <laughs> Comfy, right? So another trend to keep watch for, it's called Coastal Grandmother. This one's maybe more my speed. It's a younger version of beachy clothes, linen sets, oversized cardigans. Another one to keep your eyes on if you're headed out to the mall soon, Coastal Cowgirl. This one, same as Coastal Grandmother, but add in a country twist with a little more denim, boots, and hats. I call that Austin style. <laughs> well, coming up tonight on KXAN, we got American Ninja Warrior at 7 o'clock, followed by The Wall at 8 o'clock, and then it's The Weakest Link at 9 o'clock before we're back with KXAN News at 10. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.